You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Are we live? We are recording, yes. sir. I Y'all thought you re- you said hold on. I'm like hold on. anyway. <clears throat> let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who come together to share our love for all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and thedizinsider.com. I am so honored to be joined by this amazing group of Marvel nerds. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Welcome, welcome. Man, we got She-Hulk episode one to talk about and... I yeah, we got some things to talk about here and stuff. So we first need to talk about David's on-site recording location. Oh yeah, I'm at Bruce's bar in Mexico, uh, just chilling. I got the you know uh, they you know, she her and her cousin repaired the bar and it's closed because they drink all the alcohol, so there's nothing behind me. So I'm chilling here in Mexico doing my thing. Our tickets must have got lost in the mail. Yeah, sorry about we that. We didn't even get invites. Well, I'm I'm, I'm the I mean, Blurred Hulk. Now I changed my name to Smart Hulk. Smug Hulk. Smug Hulk. I hate that. <laughs> so, You're smug first, because you know how smart you are. I mean, I've probably been called smug quite a few times, so I'm fine with it. It's whatever. Uh, first impressions, Brianna, episode one, She-Hulk. What'd you think? Um... I don't understand the negative reviews that I saw before this came out. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It was definitely a good intro to what we're going to see. Um, a good intro to the character. And overall, I liked it and I'm ready for the rest of the season. L Dog, what'd you think? <laughs> I was curious what name was coming. Uh, over, overall, I enjoyed it. I hope that this kind of rushed episode is that like let's get this out of the way there's so much to show i hope that's what's coming um but overall i had a lot of fun with the show itself really excited to see where it goes and i'm really excited to see how the fourth wall being broken in this episode i loved it i I enjoyed it too i just hope it's consistent throughout the show it's not strong (laughs) the first two episodes and then it's forgotten the rest of the season i thoroughly enjoyed it especially the scene where she says, oh, he doesn't think that, and he looks back, and they both at the same time. I found myself really laughing at a lot of parts, but also really just enjoying the first episode because we got a lot of trailer in this episode. 
So it's like, okay, what else is going to happen? Because we got most of the trailer in this first episode. Definitely. Uh, Smart Hulk David? Yeah, I, I, I liked it. The only uh, the only piece I – and it's not that – it's not a criticism that I didn't like. Um, the origin story was really quick, super quick. Like, it, it was like, oh, boom, there there it is, which is fine because, you know, you, you read the comics, there's some buildup. You know, there's, there's no death and gangsters and life support. And mm-hmm. this was a very – boom, here comes the car ship crash – help save her cousin and then the blood dripping with the gamma radiation and stuff. So that's the only thing. And, and it's only because I want more content. I love this premise. I, I love how this is being set up. I, I think it's going to be a, a comedy legal show. I said this before in the vein of Ali McBeal and that's exactly. Yeah. I said Ali McBeal too. Yeah. So I'm 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 here for it. Uh, the thing about the breaking the fourth wall, I love it. In fact, this is a she, and a lot of people don't realize this. There's a lot of a lot of uh, I'm about to hurt some feelings out there, but a lot of you guys think Deadpool was the first person to break break the proverbial fourth wall. He was not. It was actually She Hulk in 1989. Uh, Dead Hulk didn't break the fourth wall for a whole ten years later. Deadpool, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm down with Dead Hulk though. Let's go. You just said Dead Hulk. <laughs> I didn't say Dead Hulk. I said Dead Yeah, Hulk. you did. You definitely said Dead Hulk. Dead you Hulk? said Dead Hulk. <laughs> oh my oh my um, god. I really yeah, Deadpool. So Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's she's the OG and yeah, I'm here for it. I have been wanting to see more of that fourth wall breaking down during um an MCU show because if I recall correctly, the last time that we got it on a Disney Plus show was when Wanda was like doing like the office style interviews. Oh, yeah. Uh this was so much better because it was absolutely hysterical and there didn't it didn't require me to go down this like ridiculous spiral of like what does it mean? You're just talking to the audience. You're talking to me, making me an active participant in the show. I thought that was great. Um I completely agree with like the Ally McBeal vibes and the David the origin story for me I actually think I like that they rushed it a little bit because it's showing that the focus of this is not going to be on that. And we're going to get brand new content that is something completely different than what we're expecting. Because this is not the origin story we thought we were getting at all. Like, could not have predicted this origin story. Uh, It happened quick. It did set up a lot for what's to come in the MCU. It gave us some big clues for some big things that are coming. Um, actually, different avenues, different possibilities that will all probably lead to World War Hulk at some point. Oh God, I hope so. I, I don't. I don't think that they can avoid it at this point. Mm-hmm. With with that ship showing up, I was like, it "Is the Grandmaster or it's his son?" Like, that's it. And either of those is going to lead to a chaotic World War Hulk. So I, I'm game. Uh, just super excited. I thought it was a great episode. It was so, funny. I love funny. You want to do our, our, our little our breakdown? Like, uh, so how? Scene by scene? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we, we start out with, um, you know, uh, Jennifer uh, giving her closing deposition there in front of her, her um, we call a paralegal, and then a colleague, the, the guy who likes to mansplain her profession to her. Um, and she was, you know, she was doing her closing remarks and stuff, and he was constantly just kind of, you know, nitpicking here and there. Let me and, help you. Yeah, and in fact, it, maybe it should be me who should do the, the closing and probably come across better. Meanwhile, I can do it better. Yeah, her paralegal, who's just a rock star, paralegal slash best friend, just shoot his ass out of the office and stuff. It's like, all right, you know, gave her the encouragement she needed and stuff. And, you know, like, hey, you're a rock star. Let's close this. Boom. Case one. You got this. She's like out of here with your male chauvinism. Yeah. Yeah. So as she was leaving, we get our first fourth wall break where she turns to the camera because the paralegal said, well, you can always just, you know, Hulk, you know, show them the Hulk and stuff. And and she turns to the camera and she's like, you know, let us in on the little secret that she is a Hulk. And she and before, you know, she's right. Before she goes into this lawyering, sorry, uh, stuff, we're going to want to know the story behind this. That's the whole point of us watching She-Hulk. So she was right, and she said that. And then, boom, uh, we cut over to her and her cousin Bruce taking a a trip, uh, talking about what Bruce has been up to. uh, And Bruce, who likes to talk, uh, basically, I'm assuming, told her everything from Iron Man 3 on up to Avengers Endgame, what had happened. Because it was the longest uh, conversation of, hey, what you been up to there, cousin? And then, out of the blue, we get descending from the almighty sky a Sakaar courier ship. Scaring the crap out of everybody and causing them to wreck and flip over the median into down the, the side of a hill. Uh, which normally would spell doom for any any mortal, but you know the banners are special. Uh, she managed to uh, you know get unbuckled and climb out, and then Bruce is knocked out like he kind of sometimes is. She pulled drags him to safety and managed to get some of his a highly nuclear toxic gamma blood on him uh, on her sorry into her cuts and her wounds, which. It should have killed her. And for those who don't know the, the, the backstory to that, if you watch The Incredible Hulk with uh, Ed Norton, there's actually a scene that the, um, you know, the, the late, um, you know, Stan Lee actually portrayed to show how toxic uh, Bruce Banner's blood is, is when he was working in the uh, factory in Brazil making those drinks and some mm-hmm. of his, yeah, some of his blood got into a drop, got into that drink. Stan Lee opens the fridge, pulls out one of the, the, the tainted uh, uh, drinks and drinks it and dies. It's a highly toxic. You cannot be around Banner when he's bleeding and stuff. Well, with her, because she's related and they share some very closely similar genes in that family, it's almost like, you, you know, your grand, your grand, great grandma has gray eyes and then you have gray eyes. You have that that connecting thing. They're able to uh, absorb and deal with the gamma, which turned her into the She-Hulk. So uh, let's can we talk for, about the car yeah. accident scene for a yeah, second? Let's, let's talk about. So it. let's talk about the ship. <laughs> this is the car and ship. Yes. Uh, for anybody who may not remember, I know you guys do, but anybody who's listening that may not remember, 
Um, at po one point during Thor Ragnarok, he was being used, uh, Hulk was being used as a gladiator um, on Sakaar and was rescued by Thor. And so the Grandmaster was not very happy about that. So it could have been like somebody doing the Grandmaster's bidding, coming to talk to him. Um, there's other fan theories that it is the Hulk's son, Scar. Could be. So we don't know exactly what's up with the ship, but did Hulk seem very concerned about that ship to you? No. In the Scooby-Doo-ish way. You know, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta solve this mystery, kind of. Go ahead, Lewis. <laughs> but you know what, though? It, speaking of his son, though, and for those that have been listening, we mentioned that like two shows back. Yes. That that we were assuming that it was either going to happen during the show or they're going to drop some D23 news. So, but he, he did seem like it, but it almost seemed like a Kevin Feige type of way of let's drop this, let's leave it there, continue with She-Hulk, we'll pick that up on another day. Exactly. Um, yeah. Kind of like with the agent on Civil War when he mentions Eric Strange and all that stuff. And, and I'm sorry, Stephen Strange, not Steve, Eric Strange. Steve. But we're just messing names of all day today. And they just left it at that. You're like, wait a minute, is that? And then sure enough, Doctor Strange is later announced. So I like the way they did it. I wish, if it is his son, I wish they would have showed a little bit more change of character for him. But I like that they get they let us have it, and here you go. Because I honestly think that this is all we're going to see of the Hulk in this series. I don't think we're going to see any more. Maybe some cameos throughout the season, but nothing like we got this show. I think you guys answered my question, because that was the question I had for everybody, if we were going to get a resolution on that ship in this show. I, like, I think, I think there's... <laughs> Very little, it's going to be very little Bruce Hulk centered and yeah. absolutely Jennifer Walters, she Hulk centered, um, and her journey. I uh, we probably won't see him as much in any of the other episodes as we did it in this one. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see him again. I think this the rest of the episode is going to be about her, but and I'm um, okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that's what how it should be. I mean, in fact, that's this is how they could have had Doctor Strange kind of drop into WandaVision and not overshadow that this is Wanda's show. So, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I, I got, I got to say, uh, so a couple things that I, I, some things that got explained that we all kind of had some questions about, like, you know, uh, and you know, the smart Hulk, we all seen it, you know, at the, Smug end, Hulk. <laughs> at the end of in games <laughs> and stuff. And then in the, at the end scene in Shang-Chi, he's back to being Bruce Banner. Well, during that, you know, that that, you know, five year gap and stuff, he's been working on on tech to keep him as Bruce Banner. And while he heals because he says he heals better, um, you know, than him being transformed into the Hulk and stuff. And so that snap, that glove, the, the those uh, power stones did a real number on Hulk and so much so that he had to transform into human and heal in a very slow manner and stuff that, that he's been doing. So that explains that, why we saw a human one version of him in Shang-Chi at the end. So I, I, I'm glad they answered that. There was, there was a really big question there. Yeah, they're tying a lot together for us. So um, once we see her kind of Hulk out for the first time, you know, she runs, he's gone, they're and she happens to wake up and stumbles across a bar. Uh, yes. She stumbles across the bar. 
and she makes her way in. And then Brianna and I were trying to explain this to the boys before this. <laughs> she got to see where she experienced what all drunk girls feel in bars, bathrooms, like drunk girls in bar bathrooms are the happiest, kindest people to each other. And it's like, you've never met a stranger. Everybody's best friends. You want to borrow my lipstick? Like, do you need me to hold the stall for you? Like, oh, like what, we're best friends. Let's change phone numbers. Let's take selfies. That's what drunk girls are like in bar bathrooms. Uh, and I made the comment to David before we started that the world would be a much nicer place if all girls treated each other like drunk girls in bar bathrooms treat each other. <laughs> so that scene and what we experienced with her, everybody, like all the, the women coming in and like, oh, fixing her makeup, cleaning her up, changing up her clothes to make her, you know, more presentable to walk out into the bar. Uh, that's really what happens in bar bathrooms. <laughs> who, yes. who, would have, who would have thought? Not Not this guy. I I actually so I, I liked it. Um, that that bar scene was was interesting because I really I really did think, and this is just my my lack of experience. But my thought, my line of logic was, she's in the bathroom. She looks beat up to hell, and they were going to you know, and they did start out like, hey, what did he do to you? That or they did to you or whatever. You'll need to take that. And I, I thought they were going to continue with that, but. I was reminded they're drunk and they're happy and they're there for her and to glam her up and to make her feel better. So the best way you do that is to wash her out down, give her some new shoes, put, put some makeup on her and everything else versus I'm here to rescue. Maybe there's something bad. Let's call the cops or anything like that. You don't get that. You got, you got bubbly drunk girls who are a united front. So. Yeah. And they gave her what she needed. She asked for a phone to be able to call her family, her cousin. Oh, yeah. And so. everyone went out the phone. <laughs> and yeah. then as she was outside waiting for her ride. This is the part that um, I've actually, uh, and not to a shame, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s. So this was like over 20 years ago. I've actually participated in this scene was where they're, you know, these guys, and there are probably three, three, there's three drunk guys and stuff that was checking this girl out. You probably haven't seen her before. It's like, okay. They're competing with each other to hit on this girl. And um, from a guy's perspective, you never put yourself in the mind of the other person of how intimidating that that is for somebody, how annoying that that can be and stuff. And how, yeah, it's like, I, it's just me. And there's a whole gang of you out here just all trying to hit on me, trying to get my attention and stuff. And I'm really not in the mood to be bothered. I just got I don't an accident. I'm waiting for him. You know, I mean, even the line where I, oh, there's my boyfriend and stuff just to kind of get away, get away from that and stuff. And I was like, I yeah, I, I owe some 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 interactions, some apologies and stuff, because it really wasn't. We weren't in the mindset of thinking like, oh, yeah, this uh this woman may not want all a whole gang of guys taking turns trying to hit on her to see which one she chooses and stuff. Maybe she doesn't want to be left the hell alone. Yeah. So we had a pretty good conversation beforehand too, about um, women having to be prepared for situations that men necessarily don't have to. So we talked about, you know, walking with our keys between our fingers and David was saying, you know, he's had, he's had conversations like this and with his kids and, before he could even get it out, like he was like walking and I was like with keys between your fingers as a, and he's like, yeah, as a weapon, like that is just nah, where things go. Uh, so for her to attack in that moment, yeah, 
No made shame, sense. sis. Like it made sense. You hulked out at the right moment. You felt threatened. You did what you had to do. No shame. Um, does end up with Bruce after that. She gets kind of knocked down a little tackled. bit. Oh yeah, she gets tackled and ends up waking up in Bruce's hideaway lab uh, that this, this, Tony this built is, for him. Yeah, this is the Bro Hideaway in Mexico. I don't yep. think Pepper Pepper Pasta doesn't even know this exists. This was him. This is yeah. Speaking of that spot too, you could see it in Bruce's face when he said Tony made it for him, yeah. and then this is where I hung out during the blip. And then like you could see that Tony still being gone is really wrecked a lot of the OG Avengers. And I really like that they showed that like he's still just trying to now be one with himself, be one with the Earth, stuff like that. Yep. But you could see it in his face. Like now, nah, this still sucks. Yeah, he is pained. Yep. <laughs> And I think even more so than, you know, Steve Rogers, even though like Bruce Banner was the in-between between the two of them and stuff of that. He was like the bridge of that friendship. But you can tell he really misses Tony. Tony, that was that was his. I mean, on, they were on almost equal levels and stuff on the side. Having science. their little initials carved into the bar. So cute. <laughs> well, now, and also, I, too, I mean, Bruce is the only one left. I mean, Black Widow's gone. Hawkeye yep. is deaf and or going deaf and he's a dad raising his kids in regular life. Steve Rogers is somewhat gone. Maybe gone. Yeah. Tony's gone. So I mean his entire crew is is gone. Yeah. Um but yeah it it it, it just really shows. And I, I I like that even as a angry character like we we know him as he's got a soft spot. And he was so damn lonely. He did not want her to leave because Oh, you're a superhero. You're a superhero. He needed her to be a superhero, even though in her mind, she wasn't a superhero. She had, you know, this gene, this genetic factor that changed her. And like, that didn't mean she had to be a superhero. She could still live her regular life. She didn't want to be a superhero. And he was kind of like pushing that on her because he needs more superheroes around him. He needs people who understand what he's going through. He doesn't have that right now. And I think that's in a selfish way, why he didn't want her to leave because he finally had someone who he thought would understand. But they, as she tells them, we are completely different people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it kind of gave me vibes of, um, you know, how you know, there's that stigma that pit bulls are like the worst uh, breeds of dogs because they're the most vicious. And Holt saw himself as that pit bull. And he doesn't want that, you know, for his cousin. So he's like, mm-hmm. I created this this book on, you know, this transformation on how I, I had to control and find this balance because all he saw was the surface of her poking out. So he's like, yeah, you're, you're a pit bull like me. I have to save you have, you're going to, you have to be a hero. You can't be a villain with this. You are extremely strong and capable. And so we have to use your power for good. And so he felt that it was his, his mission to absolutely keep her there and teach her the way. Kind of like yeah. a Jedi. Yeah, yeah I think there was but a lot even of mix. Go ahead, Brianna. I was gonna say I feel like there was a lot of mix of what both. Like there was a guilt of um, he did this, like um, this was because of his blood and what happened, and then yeah, the loneliness kicks in too. And he's like, yeah, I may have done this, and I have this guilt, but like also, there's someone like me now. Like yeah, and he had like she she showed him time and time again like i can control this like it's a piece of cake whatever like snap of her fingers could change back 
And he just wouldn't believe her. And I think that was part of his own, like, not wanting it to be so easy for her. So she would need him. He would keep making up another thing. Yeah, he needed to be needed because he feels lonely. Yes. So, so, but she went through his his therapies and <laughs> I, his I, dialectal. He has her locked his, in, his in yogi this, stuff. Yeah, the chamber. Well, the chamber thing with the blades and stuff. Like, I mean, the the alternative was not a like, hey, this isn't a a test situation. You're going to kill me, like full on. Like he was like, yep, that's kind of how this works. You know, I have to kind of, and he, you know, and he knows you can't kill the Hulk, but she doesn't know that. So she's freaking out and then boom, she changes and stops the blades and then busts off the million dollar chamber door and stuff and throws it and impels it into the rock wall and stuff. So you get a little taste of, of her strength and her, her power. And, you know, like she's, She's on par with, with Hulk a little bit. Well, at least this version of Hulk, so. Uh, I don't know. I, I slightly think she showed him up just a bit. So, okay. Yes, they, they addressed that a little bit. But, yeah, with the rock thing, right? So they're doing the montage, the training piece. He He's just kind of babysitting her. Like, you know, he's like, hey, pick up the rock, throw it. You know, so she t- picks it up and throws it further. He he displays what any of us guys who don't like getting beat by a woman displays and stuff. Toxic uh, masculinity. Picks, yeah. So he <laughs> picks up the he picks up the rock and throws it into outer space. So he's like, "Yes, I am still the strongest Hulk and stuff." But yeah, she she's showing him up like she is like quickly adapting faster than he could ever add and stuff. And so and that was kind of frustrating for him. He's like ripping pages out of the binder. Like, well, I guess we can skip all this. <laughs> skip the first 10 years of the 15 year plan. I love that part. I, I, I did. Yes. Um, and she yeah. does seem to have more control than he does. She does. The fact she can oh, help well, Yeah. And we, we didn't talk, we talked about it beforehand, but we didn't talk about it now. Um, that scene when, you know, she gets out of the chamber and he realizes she is still Jen and yes. says, He's saying to her, like, there's not someone else in there with you. It's just you. You're not fighting with another guy. And she's like, no, I'm me. Uh, that to him was pretty frustrating, too, because he's like, what the hell? Like, I have an alter ego. That was one of the hilarious scenes because he was kind of treating her like a horse, a wild horse. Like, whoa, Nelly, calm. Like, whoa. It's like, why are you talking to me like this? Like, what? It's like, that's you, Jen? Like, Yes. This is me. There's not another person trying to steer or drive or like, no. So, yeah, it's Hulk. Hulk was coming to realization. I think two things. One, his cousin is a freaking amazing uh, at adapting to, to becoming Hulk. And two, he has some real issues that he needed that 15 years to deal with and stuff. So and that's what I saw. That's what my question was. So I, I don't think she's stronger than him. I don't no. think that, but I do no. think she's smarter than him. So yes. he has like a book smart. She even even though it's ironic, he has like a book smart for science. She has like a street smarts. She where, has emotional intelligence as well. And, and yeah, and I'm curious that maybe she didn't have to battle that alter ego because when she transformed to the Hulk, like it was hard. But she already knew that that was a possibility in her family. So mm. as were Bruce Banner. I mean, there's a few different variants of how he got the gamma and stuff like that. 
But, like, this is new to him. Like, there was no one to help him through that. So I wonder for her if it was easier to understand it because you already know what's in your family. Yeah. So, like, she already knew what the triggers were. Mm -hmm. She already Mm -hmm. knew what the triggers were. He had to figure that out. He was just hulking out all over the place in the beginning. Uh, she already knew that, you know, anger or fear would be triggers. And he told her that. Um, and she makes a mention of saying, listen, I deal with my anger all the time. I deal with men who want to tell me what to do or mansplain things. I deal with, you know, being catcalled at. I, I deal with these things regularly. I have learned how to control my response to those situations. And I mean, honestly, that was a pretty freaking solid point. And that's why I kind of leaned into the emotional intelligence aspect, because Mm -hmm. if we think about the way that up until recently, um, and I hope it's not still the case, but boys are raised to not have feelings. Yep. So you can think that Bruce was raised that way. Bruce was raised to not be emotionally intelligent. He, you know, had to keep it inside. And when you keep things inside, what happens? Yeah, they explode. Explodes. Yes. And it's it's a different situation for a woman because we're allowed to, you know, have a sensitive side. And as I said, I hope that's not the case anymore. And that people are raising their boys to be emotional and sensitive and it's fine and it's great. But uh, I think that kind of made a difference in their transformations as well. And he also had his the love of his life ripped away from him after he became the Hulk. Like, it was all good and dandy, and then it's like, no, nah, not anymore. So, I mean, dealing with that also causes him to be frustrated. Yeah, well, she's also a single bad bitch right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, 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 it answered a lot uh, for me. Um, stuff that I knew from the comics and stuff, but I knew fans always ask questions about, the you know, about where the Hulk is and why – why we got this version of them and this and that. And because Banner was bad. I mean, the, the angry monster that we all know, you know, the one that fought Abomination stuff, that was full, unsheltered, like uncontrollable rage and stuff. And for anyone, you you as a human being know you cannot live in that in that um space for the rest of your life you can't you can't have that that hulk cannot exist forever because you can't exist you can't just be a rage monster every single day you have to find that balance that's a healthy place the smart hulk is the healthier version of the hulk now with that said i'm a hundred percent for rage hulk to come back because i think we're going to get him but right now i understand why we have the smart hulk the more in tune with himself more calm version still the yogi <laughs> yes, the Yogi Hulk and stuff. So, um, so yeah. So you know they, you know they're on the island and stuff, and they're he's running her through the the gambin, and they're talking about Steve Rogers because she has a secret crush on Steve and really obsessed about Captain America and his life journey, and really trying to answer the question that is he still a virgin or not, and running through the timeline and and like you know we we have him being changed into Captain America, going to war, battling, saving, you know, America and the planet and stuff, getting froze, being thought out to go into one chaotic moment after another, running from the law. I mean, he has no time to, you know, and so so she's going through this with Banner, trying to get him to dish the tea, you know, you know, spill the, spill the tea on, on, on him. 
Ain't uh, happening in that moment. Not in that moment, <laughs> no. no. So then we do get, you know, the scenes there also about, you know, him missing Tony and, you know, how yeah. him and Tony <laughs> built the bar. And um, eventually she just decides she's ready to leave. Yes. She's done. She's ready to leave. She wants to go back to her life and help people the way that she paid to learn how to, to help people. Talks about those student, student loans. loans. Yeah. Student <laughs> loans. Student loans. And, you know, how she's always wanted to help people as a lawyer. So they get into this epic battle where they're just hulking out on each other. And it is like a brother and sister fighting. Yes. Uh, I love how they are so nonchalant with each other. Be like, that's a dick move. Like loved it. I love when she flipped him the bird and like, Oh, when he tried to push her off the cliff to kill her. Yeah. And she just flipped, she just flipped him the bird. And it was like, and you know, he's like, that's a dick move. And uh, their whole fighting back and forth in the tree and the coconuts flying at him. It's a really funny scene. And it just goes to show that, you know, they they do have powers that are pretty parallel to each other at this point mm-hmm. right now where they are. Yeah. And uh, they kind of had to fight it out a little bit in order for him to meet her where she was at. Mm-hmm. And she was able to show her control. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, helped him. But again, he didn't want her to go. He's like, doors always open. And she's like, yeah, see you at the next family dinner piece. Like, I'm out of here. Um, yep. And you know they had a, they broke Bruce's bar, which is behind me here. Um, and so they restored. had to fix it. Yeah, they had to restore it. And it was a kind of a bonding moment and stuff. And we also get the the other you know breaking the fourth wall um, thing when he was like, I'm, I'm, I, I, if if you really want to go, I'm you know I'm happy for you, and I really want you to go. And, and she, this is family. She knows he's full of shit, and she called him out on it and looked us dead in the eyes when she did it and stuff too. <laughs> And then Hulk's like, huh? Wait, what? what the hell are you looking at? So I, I loved it. It was it was that 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 scene was really, really, really good and stuff. And then um we she comes back. Yeah, so she you know, she hops in her Jeep. I don't think we're gonna see uh Hulk no more. He he served his purpose here. Uh she hops in her Jeep, she goes back to her law firm, and next thing we know, we fast forward, uh she is in is she in the courtroom at this point? Yep. I think she comes back, tells us, you know, that's a story that happened. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she walks she breaks down office. the wall, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then she's in the... So they're doing um, closing arguments. So, um, you know, she's a prosecutor, and there's a defense attorney who's given his uh, closing deposition about who I think is a guy from Roxon, Roxon uh, Corporation and stuff. And it had something to do with, I, I'm a, I'm spitballing. I heard someone else say something to do with Arctic vibranium and, and hurting people. But I, I definitely think that's an exec from Roxon, which we saw in Loki and, and, and Iron Man and a few other places. We see, you know, Roxon and a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like the Walmart in the Marvel Universe here. Um but um, and then uh, next thing we know, she's about to give her closing deposition, and then the wall shatters, and we get Titania, who uh, which shocked a lot of people because they don't know who she is. She's just some random. For a lot of people, she's just a random person. They don't. It just didn't make sense. But she comes crashing through the walls, and her um, and Jennifer's paralegal tells her like, "Hey, you know, get out there. You know, do your thing." <laughs> You got a civic duty. 
But I love how she looks out for her. She's like, you know, th- those expensive, uh, you know, uh, shoes. You shoes. Got go, go ahead and take those off, though. <laughs> yeah, go, go take those She's off. Like, man, I like this outfit. <laughs> so she she oh. turned into a She-Hulk, and Titania's like, what the? Who the hell are you? And uh, she throws a desk at the jury to try to, you know, whatever. She, you know, She-Hulk, you know, catches it, knocks her completely out. Like, boom, one punch, KO'd, solo, done. Enough so that the guards can hang up Titania and do whatever, do whatever they're so going to do. So, what did you say about Roxanne? Like, I only caught the split end. The split, like, what were you saying about Roxanne? Like, I think that's executive, one of the executives from Roxanne and stuff. Um, okay, because Roxanne Oil hires Titania mm-hmm. because they want to stop Project Pegasus. Mm. Okay. I so like you said you mentioned that and I like quickly grabbed my Marvel encyclopedia and threw it open to Titania's page. I was like, there's something about Roxanne in there. I know it. So, so it, it says it, she was hired by Roxanne Oil Company to sabotage the government's Project Pegasus, but was defeated and sent to prison. Um, and then you know she got enhanced by the power broker, and you know this Titania leads to secret wars, she leads to battle worlds, so a lot of things that we know are probably coming all have Titania connections, um, power broker. But I, th- I thought that was really funny when you said that, but she does have kind of like this battle thing that goes on with She-Hulk. So it was pretty interesting to see her introduced, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they clearly introduced her. So I'm assuming no. there's more to come. I hope so. I hope <laughs> they do actually clarify who, who she is, her character and her motivations and why she did what she did and stuff. So, but, um, which I, I think we will. There's a few uh, creators who saw all four episodes and stuff of it. Uh, come on, Disney. You know, we're, we're fans here. Give us that, thing. give yeah. us that code. Give us the code. But, um, a little sneak peek. You know, I, I get it. If Disney gave me the code, I probably would blab about all four episodes on this one episode. So, they're probably doing us, doing you all a favor by not doing that. But yeah, I think there's going to be more. I'm excited. It's actually, it, it for me, I, I, I measure uh, the bar in the first episode if, if it really gets me excited for what's coming next. And this one does. I really want to know what's, what's next, you know. And so by that, it got a lot of mixed reviews. You know, you know, you know we are starting to get that toxic buildup fandom that um, Star, Star Wars has. <laughs> Star Wars had to fight, and they're still fighting and stuff because, you know, you got people who just like to watch the world burn and you got other people who are solid. This is the way the story canon has to be. And I know better than Lucasfilm and there are no better than Marvel. I mean, no, this is their characters. Marvel's given us the show, you know, the, the curtains, they're the producers, they're the content writers, they're the creators. They can do whatever they want with their characters and stuff without our input. We can say, do we like the performance? That's valid and stuff, but for you to say, yeah, that's that's dumb. That's not how that character is supposed to be, or that's not how it's their it's their character. It's and their honestly, role. they I have they have not disappointed me yet, so I'm all right. I I know things are not always going to be comic book accurate, and I'm okay with that. Do I get super excited when they are comic book accurate? Yeah, because it makes me like geek out super hard. But I also appreciate the new storytelling. Well. Now I don't know about the Loki and Loki romance, though. So that was ridiculous. 
<laughs> as Brianna holds up her phone, and the phone case is Sylvie and Loki staring into each other's eyes. That's some self love right there for you. Let's so all say that. My goodness. <laughs> okay, so what do we think? Oh, oh wait, there was a oh, yeah. uh, there was an ending credit scene. There was yes. Which is, wow, that was, so this is where Bruce, actually, she broke Bruce down. He spilled some tea on Steve Rogers and said, yes, during the USO show, before they're actually putting them in battle, and he had to go around and uh, sell U.S. bonds and dance with these showgirls and kind of be Captain America, the uh, showpiece, he hooked up with someone in 1943. And so. Okay, but if it's not Peggy. It was not. It was a showgirl. It was a showgirl? Yeah. In fact, they actually, it actually, the story that Bruce tells in that time frame actually shows when that showgirl in uh, Captain America, the, the, the first soldier, shows a USO showgirl coming up to him all smitten, and then they have that cut scene and stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it's her. Oh, who my they, goodness. Did the deed. But that just makes me feel... <laughs> Yuck, except for, I mean, like, I totally can't blame the showgirl. Say yuck? What? That's Captain America's ass. No, because he obviously, like, well, okay, like, obviously he kissed the girl in that one scene. He kissed her back. But still, like, you wanted to see... Is he supposed to be a priest? Like, a vow of celibacy? Like Speaking of, I saw a nun driving today. I didn't know nuns could drive. I think they can drive and talk on cell phones. I don't know. But um, off topic. No, because he's supposed to be pure and demure and like have this pure heart. And that's why the super soldier serum like worked on what? him and didn't make him even worse. No. But if, is, it, is it worse so, if he wasn't with Peggy at the time? Like he didn't even know who she was at the time. He did. He Not met like, Peggy. Was it like that at, though? Yeah, it was like that from like the moment they met. It was love no. at first sight. Hey, no, it he wasn't. Went, hey, Peggy he friend zoned him because she felt bad. She did. She friend zoned mm-hmm. him, and it wasn't there wasn't a physical attraction until he became Captain America and stuff. So you can't. I mean, like when she opened up that. Well, she loved his heart. She so. did love his heart. She did friend zone him, but her reaction when she like opened up the tank after his transformation, she Very wanted well. some Captain America. Bone. <laughs> but so he also went back in Endgame, didn't he? He went back and gave her all the Captain yeah. America he could. Well, we we don't know what he gave her because the TVA doesn't tell us that part. But he went back and he decided to stay, and so we know she had a big part of that. We also know he spent some time with Sharon. And who knows? Maybe he had two vows. He could have went back before he hooked up with Peggy, got a second round with the USO girl, and then. Went and flew to go with Peggy and like, okay, I settled my roots. I'm ready to. I'm ready to do this. So. Well, the most important part here is Captain America. Fuck. <laughs> yes, I love that. That was reminiscent of Nick Fury in and uh, was it was it Endgame when he was uh, being uh, snapped away and he's you know he used the famous F word and they cut it, which we yeah. found out. Uh, PG-13 movies, you're allowed to have two F-words in, and so they wasted it. They should have had Samuel L. Jackson actually say the complete yeah. word. So, busy. The, the riots that they would get 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I already, I have, I have friends who I've talked to, and um, they are a bit appalled that you know they were like dick move and that she flipped him the bird and stuff. And I'm like, no, we're at a point now where this content is separate. Like, yeah. if you allow your kid to watch it, like I'm not gonna lie, my kid watched it with me because mm-hmm. she's my kid, but. You're like it, it, it is what it is. Like it's separate content. Um, Disney is not for just children. Nope. Obviously, you have a bunch of us sitting here. Well, and um, here's the other thing to that. On top of what Sam says, read the caption pieces in the front. It says strong language. That doesn't. That should <laughs> give you indication as a parent if you have a problem with that. That maybe this is not what you want your kid to watch. Again, your choice. You get to control how strong, how much, or whatever. And they all they can do is warn you. Violent, strong language. So my child hears worse from her corrections officer, Daddy. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got a jail potty mouth on him. Um. So predictions for episode two. What do we think? So, okay, wait. Was that nun you saw driving? Was she smoking a cigarette too? I don't no. know why I'm stuck on that. Like, I picture <laughs> no. none just blow, smoking cigar driving and, like, no? No. Okay. I don't know why that's stuck. I had to ask. I, sorry, I had to throw it out there. I got super caught off guard. <laughs> Hopefully she's a Marvel Tribe fan and she'll message us and give us a yes. All right. Oh. So what do we what do we think <laughs> is going to come or what do we want to see come from uh, episode two of She-Hulk? We want to see come Captain America. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> In the next sequel, like uh, some resolution to what happened to old old man Cap. That's what I meant to say. Forty four thirty. Okay, all right. (laughs) Nope, that's staying in. Go ahead, Um, you guys. Go ahead. That's the Instagram reel right there. That is going to be the the title of this episode. We're gonna see Cap come. (laughs) The next episode. Uh, I personally, I think that we are going to. No, I think. Oh, stop, stop, stop it, David. I think that we are going to see um, another like super powered being that ends up in a courtroom with her. I think we're going to be introduced to another super powered being. I think. I think we're gonna hope. I'm hoping we get a more uh, explanation of uh, um, of what just happened in that courtroom. And, yes, and so I, 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 I'm hoping that that's either the you know the antagonists or, or something related because it, if it was just a one off scene, that that's that'd be a little weird for me. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't wait to see the interaction with Abomination. You know the guy who tried to murder his, you know Bruce Bant, her cousin and stuff, um, and see how she gets kind of uh, pushed into representing heroes and villains alike and stuff. So I'm I'm really curious. I can't wait to see the courtroom dramas as they unfold, and then her hulking out every once in a while and stuff so to get her points across. So, Big L, what do you think? I think in the traditional Disney Plus way, I think episode two is going to be weak. Um, especially like we only got 38 minutes out of those 38 minutes, eight of it was credits. And I, I know I hate being the technical thinker, but I think this episode two is going to be strictly one, 
her explaining herself now, because I'm assuming this is the first time she's been publicly seen like this. Obviously, her, her homegirl knows. I don't think anybody else knows. So you're going to get the whole debacle of why are you even hiding this? And then her stepping into the uh, attorney to protect the heroes and villains and so like that. <laughs> and I think that's going to be it. And then we're going to end with a scene of maybe end with the scene of her seeing another lawyer come in. So, oh, so you're uh, doing this now. And then cutting. But I think episode two, if I'm going to predict something, it's gonna, this is probably to be the weakest episode of the whole season. So I actually really like what you said because it ties into what I hoped for coming into this was that she steps into her green badassness and just like owns it and just like, so what? This is who I am. What? Like, I don't have to hide on a beach in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I'm She-Hulk, like, and I'm an attorney. Oh, like, this is it. So I'm, I I like that, Lewis. Sorry, Brianna. Go ahead. No, I think Lewis covered basically what I was going to say. It's going to be an episode of her getting probably swarmed by media or of some sort because she just publicly showed a different side of herself on a, in a courtroom. Um, and it will probably have some questions. I'm sure she'll be questioned on if she is safe or something in that form, because obviously they know of the Hulk. And so I'm sure there's going to be questions and yeah, and her having to prove herself and things like that. So and it's to be kind of that true start because we kind of really did end where I know David said he doesn't want it to be a one-off scene, but I feel like it very fully could be if they yeah. want it to be like, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I think that's all we've got for this week though. Anybody else have anything they want to add before we sign off? Yeah, it was, I know. I mean, it was an interesting episode. I absolutely it liked funny. it. And I, I want to <laughs> see next week. What, what, and I'm sad that Lewis had to be so technical because he's pretty much right. It may be they have a history of, you know, kind of being it's not as great as, as swinging out of the park the first episode and it kind of rebit, you know, it's like roller coaster riding. Okay, but David, you and I, you and I also have a history of swinging out of the park. Oh, in our predictions. (laughs) We go wild with our swings and stuff. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Lewis Lewis and Brianna can be the chill ones who like are like, no, you guys are crazy. And then we're just like, no, it's gonna happen. All right. So I'm 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 gonna throw a swing. I was gonna wait for episode four before I before I throw this out there. I see a rematch of she uh, not rematch, a match of She Hawk versus the Abomination. Um and Hell yes. It's going to be in the cage, though. You know, there's going to be that, you know, it's just like in Chung in Shang-Chi, where he's fighting, uh, who's fight? who does he fight? Um, he's fighting Wong. Yeah, he's Wong. fighting Wong. He's fighting Wong, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a fight set up like that as with She-Hulk versus in the same setting. They're going to go to Madrigal and fight in the cage. So that's, that's my swing for the fence right there. That would be like your... She's going to do her cousin some justice. Your, your cup win there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, we will catch you next week for episode two of She-Hulk. See you later. Bye. Bye.